Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello and welcome to today's episode. We are talking today about a topic that we know comes up an awful lot for our clients, particularly when people are new into their roles or are in job search mode and looking for a role that they really want. And that is overcoming self-doubt. So how to increase your confidence at work. And we're going to explore a few different angles to this and hopefully give you some practical tips that will really help if you are struggling with your confidence at the moment. So Pam, where does this show up for job search clients of yours? What kind of doubts do people tend to have? So I think there's there's always a whole range of doubts that people have. And I suppose like when you're thinking about your own confidence, you know, it's very unique to you because you'll feel, you know, you'll feel certain ways at certain times. And I think when people approach a job search, what they find is that going through that job search process is quite daunting and can feel like, you know, that, you know, they need to go and kind of be center stage and explain and talk about everything that they've done and everything that they can bring. And sometimes that can send people into a a real tailspin, like regardless of what level they're at. And sometimes, you know, the easiest thing to do is, you know, as we've mentioned before, to do the career map and things like that. So you, you've got all of that good stuff reinforced, but Sometimes, you know, going through that and thinking, you know, reflecting on, you know, how you've got to this point, sometimes isn't enough, is it? Because sometimes I think you also need to increase your self-awareness as well. I think the process does. When you... When you have a change, whether that's a job search, whether that's actually starting a new role, whether it's taking on additional responsibilities, whether it's a restructure, so your kind of team structure has changed, all of those things, you do go through that process of kind of self-introspection, of kind of reflection, of kind of thinking about yourself, your performance, who you are, what you're about, all of those things. And yeah, I think that self-awareness with that increase in self-awareness often comes an increase in self-doubt because you become aware of obviously we talk with job search particularly about reflecting on your strengths your achievements what you can bring to a new business but when you do that reflection you also become aware of or if you go for jobs and you don't get them you become aware of the gaps, the experience that is listed that they want that you don't have of the things that maybe you haven't achieved yet in your career that you want to achieve. And that on the other side can increase in self-doubt. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that is where, you know, going through where you, you know, where you, where you've come from, you know, all of the, the things that you've done, all of the things that you've delivered, you know, people tend to, as they go through that process, 
they will, you know, they'll remember a lot of the good stuff. They'll also remember the bad stuff. When I think when the bad stuff comes up, it's easy to kind of just brush it under the carpet, isn't it? And just be like, right, okay, it happened. Let's move on. And to a certain degree, yeah, you should definitely do that. But I think sometimes that leaves some unresolved things that will be, you know, going through your mind. And this is where like imposter syndrome creeps in. And this is where the self-doubt creeps in because you think, okay, well, yeah, that was a bad experience, but I got through it, moved, moved through that, got through that, dealt with it. But did you really deal with it? Because sometimes those things come back to almost haunt you and, you know, really kind of knock your confidence or if for example you meet somebody so an example from this week with a client they you know they've had a really good you know three to five years in in a job and ready to take the next step but went into the interview and the interviewer reminded them of somebody that they used to work with like eight years ago and it totally threw them in the interview because all of those feelings of self-doubt and all of those feelings of like almost like worthlessness came flooding back and it completely derailed that person in the interview. And when we kind of explored it, it was a lot of unresolved stuff. So yeah, these had a great, you know, three to five years they'd started off and, you know, at a certain level and being able to get a promotion within that role and felt they were ready to move on, but they'd not dealt with the things that had happened prior to that and they've been really lucky that they'd worked with some really great people who'd helped them and nurtured them and things like that but then obviously meeting this this person that reminded them of the awful manager like just brought it all back and I do see that quite often with people or sometimes things will throw them and they're not sure why and when we start exploring it and breaking it down it is unresolved issues from the past and it's usually based around people or where they've you know tried to do something it hasn't gone well or they've made a mistake or something like that so I do think you know it's important to kind of bring any of that stuff up to the surface and and deal with it I think absolutely that's that's the first takeaway really I think is that before you can I think people want to kind of rush through and feel confident again. If you're feeling a bit wobbly, if you are feeling unsure of yourself, if you're not feeling great, you kind of just want to get to the end point where you where you feel great again. And I think that's that is absolutely the first takeaway is understand. So where has that come from? What have been the situations or the people or the relationships at work that have contributed to you feeling this way to you finding your confidence is wobbly once you understand where it's come from then you can think about how to resolve that but unless you actually kind of examine it it's no you can do all the positive mantras in the world and you know think about your strengths and your achievements and all of that but if you don't know where this kind of self-doubt has come from then it's really difficult to know what the best approach is that's going to kind of see you through it and and get you through and I think one of the other things that I picked out from what you were saying there um is that element of I think the other thing people sometimes do is expect that it will get better by itself or expect that it will get better when so people expect that their confidence will grow throughout their career And then I think it can kind of be a real curveball. And like you say, it's at all levels. 
self-confidence is an issue for people at all levels. It's not something that happens and then you resolve it once and then you move on. I talk to clients about the confidence roller coaster and kind <laughs> of it being, I think, quite helpful to realize that it is really normal that there will be points in your career where your confidence will be on the up, where your confidence will be at a high and when your confidence will be dipping. And I think once you kind of normalize that and know that that's the case, it it just makes it easier to, to kind of realize like it's not a linear thing where the further you go through your career, the higher you get in you know, the corporate ladder that your, your confidence increases. It's actually the opposite. I would say that kind of each additional kind of demand or change or what have you, you kind of go through that roller coaster bump again. So where, where have you seen this kind of happen most for clients? What kind of career stage or changes have prompted that kind of lack of confidence? I think most of my clients, it's that move from like that manager level into the next level. So whether that's like senior manager, head of, and then kind of hit that level, you know, learn how to nail that level. And then it's like that next step into director. So you've got that, you know, it's, it's quite, um, you know, a huge gap really from you know manager to director level but I see it quite a lot because people have got this um you know th- their career aspirations are around you know earning a certain level of money and getting to director level you know a lot of my clients want to achieve that director level you know before they hit retirement age so you know moving through those stages depending on how you do that and what company you do that with or whether you you do that with multiple companies and you know at the at those stages as people are moving from one management position to the to the next it's almost like you know every time they take that leap that self-doubt creeps in and you know for me I always think that self-doubt is rooted in fear so you know you become fearful of, of what you don't know and you start your brain start making assumptions around what that might look like, what they might expect of you and what the interview is going to be like, what the people are going to be like, you know, and you kind of have all this stuff going around in your head and then the self-doubt creeps in. Now, a lot of my clients, when they come and work with me, they recognize that they've got this level of self-doubt, but they want to move through it and past it. And how do I get rid of this to move forward? And I always think that, it's not necessarily about getting rid of it. It's about working with it and working through it and accepting that it's always going to be there, you know, to the point, I mean, obviously you don't want it to be ruining your life, but to a certain degree, you know, all of us, no matter what level we're at or where we're working or, you know, what businesses we're running or whatever we're doing, there's always going to be an element of self-doubt in there. And it's about what do you do when you recognize that or what are the signs that self-doubt is creeping in and then what do you do to move forward so that you take the power back every time you don't let the self-doubt keep you in your comfort zone I think that's really important yeah totally agree I think people kind of feel like like you say that it, it kind of you've got to get over it you've got to like stop having self-doubt 
But actually, self-doubt is perfectly rational in many instances. So when we did the episode on imposter syndrome, and we can link to that one in the show notes, um, you know, we were talking about this kind of difference. So imposter syndrome being this kind of underlying kind of constant sense that you feel a fraud, that other people are going to find you out. And that's a very different thing to tackle than a very logical case of self-doubt. So when you are doing something for the first time, it's not going to be your best work. Like when you are stepping up, when you are ambitious, you will be pushing yourself into new situations, new things. And self-confidence is about your belief in yourself and in what you're capable of. And if you don't have any evidence because you've never done it before, then it's perfectly rational and perfectly normal to doubt yourself at that point. And it's perfectly okay. And I think there is this kind of sense that you shouldn't doubt yourself and you should aim to be confident all the time. And I think that's quite unhelpful. And I think almost the way that we said about self-doubt can come because you increase self-awareness, you can start to recognize that that's a good thing because if you feel 100% confident 100% of the time, then two things. One, you're in your comfort zone because you've got evidence and you know that you can do something. And two, you're potentially deluded (laughs) because (laughs) if you've got this unshakable self-confidence in everything you're doing, then that suggests that you either lack self-awareness or that you are purely operating in your comfort zone. And neither of those things is good for your personal and professional development, because if you're deluded, then your sense of self-confidence is misplaced and other people will see actually who you are and what you're capable of. And you're, there's a mismatch, which doesn't end well. Um, whereas if there's a, a more balanced approach. So I think another takeaway for me is about understand kind of where that balance is and understand that, you know, it's okay to have self-doubt, expect expect that your confidence is not going to be constant, expect that self-doubt will come and go and actually, like you say, learn to work with it rather than expect to kind of banish it from your life entirely. Yeah. And, and what I usually advise my clients and, you know, clients of all levels as well, you know, right up to director and exec level is to make notes of the successes and achievements as they go through. Now I advise my clients to do something that I call a self-appraisal because when you are in, you know, in the corporate world and you're going through the appraisal process that might happen once a year, it might happen twice a year. It just depends on the company and the setup. But I think it's really important to do your own self-appraisal on a monthly basis and even on a weekly basis. And what I say to my clients is even the small wins and the small successes, like record them in your notes on your phone, just so that you've got them there. And at the end of each month, you should be collating them all into one space so that you can really see what you've achieved and not just kind of what projects you've delivered, but what made you feel good you know, when did you have a really good like leadership conversation or when did you have, um, you know, a really good 
conversation where you influenced somebody or when did you do something that was related to, you know, to, to any of the competencies, teamwork and all of that, you know, there's absolutely tons of them. It depends on your job, but if you record those successes as you go through and you are constantly reminding yourself of those successes, even the small wins, then when that self-doubt does creep in, you know, you can go back, you can look at that stuff. So you can almost lift yourself out of it. And it's like recognizing that it's there, exploring where it's come from, but then equally leaning into all of the good stuff as well that that you know you've delivered. And I guarantee because I prep so many people for interview, when it comes to thinking of stories for interviews and when it comes to thinking about, you know, how you're going to articulate the things that you've done. Like it doesn't come easy to people. And that's why, you know, it's so important to to go through it and make a point of going through it because you will forget naturally, you will forget things. And if you're not constantly reminding yourself or thinking about these things, you know, there's loads of good stuff that, you know, my clients will go, oh, I'm going to put that onto my, you know, my official appraisal document because, you know, totally forgot about that. Or, you know, there'll be something else that'll come up. And it's like, if you're recording this on a, on a weekly, daily, you know, monthly basis, then all of that stuff then is front of mind. And you you constantly, you know, reminding yourself of, of what you can do really well. And then it makes it easier to, you know, to deal with the self-doubt and to explore it. Because I think sometimes if you've, not really thought about the good stuff and the self-doubt creeps in. It can be so easy to beat yourself up and really beat yourself down and be like, I'm so rubbish. I'm, you know, and go through all of the things that you're rubbish at when actually, you know, you can just go, right, okay, stop. What is really going on here? And let's revisit all of the successes and the wins and then let's explore what is going on, you know, with this doubtful feeling that's coming through. Yeah, and I... So interestingly, I was um, facilitating uh, Leadership Development Day this week, and one of the topics that came up was something that I call a smile file, which is not dissimilar to what you're describing. Um, So this is essentially training yourself to notice positive comments, positive feedback, things that you have improved at, and focusing on that development rather than outcomes. And it's amazing once you start to hone in and think, okay, you know, rather than just kind of brush off compliments or positive comments, when you notice them, what you start to do is remind yourself of how much progress you're capable of making. And in terms of overcoming self-doubt, that's a really important message to remind yourself of. So when you're doing that self-appraisal or if you're pulling together, so a smile file is essentially having somewhere that you will capture and record. So that could be a written journal. It could be, you know, an email folder where you um, put any positive emails that you receive with with comments. Um, but it's it's training yourself to notice progress. And when you do that, what that does is it kind of doesn't matter if you're not the finished article yet, because what you're building is your belief in your ability to continue to develop and to get better. And that can be a really powerful tool to not overcome self-doubt, but to be able to work with it because it kind of 
stops being about what your current level of ability is because you know that what your current level of ability is is only a, a part of what your future potential is and it just gives you that reminder of what you're capable of developing and how quickly and I think very often like you say when you look back if you look at what you did or what level you were at six or 12 months ago there will be things that you can do now you know skills that you will have developed experiences that you've had things that you will now be comfortable in that were quite uncomfortable six or 12 months ago and the more that you're aware of how quickly that can change the more you build your capacity to know what future change is possible for you and therefore instead of beating yourself up about the fact that you're not there yet it's kind of like okay I'm not yeah that not there yet I'd like to be there how do I fill that gap what do I need to do to close the gap from where I am to where I want to be yeah I think that that that's brilliant advice because you know it's that is the, the best way to do it isn't it it's just that exploration and really thinking into you know where do I want to be what what does the future look like and also you know giving yourself a pat on the back for everything that you've achieved to date because at this point no matter who you are listening to this like you will have achieved a lot and you need to give yourself some credit for that because not many people do people are always looking to move forward keep going keep going forward keep learning more keep moving on and it's like just stop and give yourself a pat on the back for everything that you've achieved so far in your career and you know most people are surprised when they actually go back through that and go oh my goodness like I didn't realize how far I've come yeah absolutely um another tip I have is to really start to notice if you are masking your true confidence levels and this is important because I think sometimes very often when you're at work you don't want to undermine other people's confidence in you so what you do is try and portray an image of a certain level of confidence and again this came up for discussion this week where it's kind of like everybody's trying to be like nicely confident, like nobody wants to seem like they really doubt themselves and, you know, seem like they don't have any confidence in themselves when they're with other people. But on the other side, people also don't want to seem like they're cocky and full of ego and delusional. So there's this kind of middle ground where everybody's trying to seem like I'm just confident enough and not too much. And I think that can be a real challenge where the image you're trying to portray is different to how you actually feel. And I think when you become aware of what your true level of confidence is, sometimes that can be a surprising realisation. So have you ever been in that situation with that kind of masking happening? Yeah, I think I think it's natural, isn't it, to, to do that? And I think we all do that. And I think we were saying before we started recording, like imagine what the corporate world would be like if everybody was completely honest about their confidence levels and, you know, what would people think of us? What would they think of others? You know, if we were really honest about how we're feeling about certain things and part of me thinks, yeah, it'd be good to be really honest, but then 
you know, you've got all of the biases and things and other people's opinions that come in that can sometimes, you know, can, you know, if you're really honest about your confidence levels can sometimes be damaging, can't it? And I think, you know, in the past, I know I have put on a mask and pretended to be more confident than I actually was. And I've had to like literally jump on that treadmill and run a million miles an hour to catch up, to learn, to to be able to deliver at that same level of confidence that I was portraying. And that was hard work. Like that almost pushed me into burnout in the corporate world because I was pedaling so fast to keep up because at senior manager level, like how could I be seen to, to not be able to perform at that level or to not have all the answers and it was that confidence well it was supposed it was confidence and it was self-doubt because I, I had confidence in that I know that I can learn what I need to learn but the self-doubt kept creeping in because it's like you can't learn it fast enough like you know you need to keep going you need to keep working a million hours you need to you know and what I did was I just run myself into the ground because I had this this mask on that yeah you know I'm super confident I can do all of these presentations I can you know I can speak to all of the the senior management team and it's not a problem and you know and all of this stuff and actually behind that yeah I was learning and I was trying to catch up but it was so difficult and when I think back now I think was that necessary to do that it's a really interesting one and I feel like so I had an experience of this when I started a new job where I was a few months in and I had a probation review with my boss and I admitted that I was struggling a bit with my confidence. And specifically for me, the the team that I came into had come about as a result of a restructure, but there was this one vacancy that was mine that was recruited later. So my colleagues had um, been working together as a team and kind of come together as a team and formed and then I felt like I was trying to find my way to fit in so from a technical perspective I felt confident with my ability to deliver in terms of like the KPIs and the actual job the bit that I was kind of struggling with was to find my place within that team and I remember having that conversation with my boss and she just looked at me as if I was nuts and was like well, I don't think you lack confidence. And it's it was because outwardly I seemed that way. And I think it's counterintuitive when you're struggling for confidence and you're feeling that kind of sense of doubt. And, you know, for me, it was a, it was a doubt around, you know, do I fit in? How can I, you know, can I build relationships the way that they can? It's kind of, you know, like being the last kid in the school yard type thing. And um. I remember as well having a conversation with a friend who went and had um, she'd been working with a client. um, So she was consulting and went and had a conversation because she was kind of like, I'm not I'm just not sure whether I'm hitting the mark here. And, you know, for her, the fear was, you know, actually, are they going to switch the tap off? You know, are are they going to, you know, get rid of me? And um, and she had a conversation. And and again, her boss in that situation was like, no, we think you're really good. And I think often when you open up that conversation and admit that I'm feeling a bit wobbly, I'm not sure whether I'm doing the right things, I'm not sure how this is all going, the person that you are talking to will just be kind of like, A, really surprised because what they've seen is the mask, but B, will give you the reassurance that you need. And I think it's that fear 
because you doubt yourself, you don't want to have that conversation because you're kind of like, oh, this could be my worst fears come true, where they tell me, yes, I'm right to doubt myself and I'm not good enough. But nine times out of 10, it's actually the reverse. And it's the fear of the conversation stops people having it. And I think very often, if you can kind of overcome that fear and have that conversation and be kind of like, look, I could really do with understanding where do you see my performance or how do you see me fitting in or whatever it is that you're doubting yourself about, you'll get reassurance and you'll get that kind of like, oh God, I didn't realize that you were lacking confidence. Like, yeah, it's all good because people think that they give good news and they actually don't. (laughs) So when I do leadership development every single time, you know, at every level, people are like, oh no, nobody ever gives me positive feedback, but I always make sure I give feedback to my team and people around me. And then the next level down, it's kind of like, I never get any positive feedback. I make sure I do it for other people. And I genuinely think we just think that people know that we're confident in them and they just assume that we know them. We've messages been received and understood and it actually hasn't always so if you can overcome the fear of that conversation you will almost always you know I can't no guarantees here people if you go and have that conversation but I do feel like if you're brave and you have that conversation there's not a downside because either you understand that yep okay I'm doubting myself and actually they've got some doubts in which case okay let's get specific what are the issues what are the priorities that we need to resolve how do we start to improve it but nine times out of ten what you'll actually get is the reassurance that you're doing okay you're doing better than you realized yeah and that's a really good point because I think in hindsight that's what I wish I would have done because what I did was I waited until I felt in my mind I'm fully confident, confident, competent, up to date with everything. And then I was like, right, well, you know, I'm just going to be really honest and say, you know, I've gone through through a phase where I felt like I was lacking confidence and it was that shocked, like, oh, really? Because it didn't come across like that. And, you know, there's me like about two minutes from burnout because I've been pedaling hundred mile an hour. And I think if you can have those honest conversations, you'd be surprised because, when I actually brought that up with, with my line manager, you know, she was like, well, you, you've been doing great. Like, I didn't realize all of this. Like, I'm really pleased. Like, I'm more than happy. Like, we've delivered this and more, you know, what's the problem? And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah. but it's all a lesson, isn't it? Like, everything is a lesson. And I think, you know, you can go through your whole career history like I often do that with clients and help them you know give them examples from my own experience and you know in hindsight it's always easier to do things and I think you've got to be in that moment and go do I need support do I just need to get it off my chest do I just need to have that conversation and you know the fear is always worse than the actual conversation isn't it yeah and I think failing that as well even if you don't kind of feel brave enough to have that conversation actually just being honest with people around you whether that be you know colleagues rather than your boss or whether that be you know friends and family you know being honest about the fact that you're struggling for confidence nearly always other people will be like yeah I felt that way I've been in that situation I've experienced something similar and it kind of normalizes it and I think it just helps you to kind of remember that your confidence isn't supposed to be confident. 
sorry, your confidence isn't supposed to be constant. So when you realize that and you realize that it's not for other people either, like I, I really remember still best part of 20 years ago now reading an article where it said throughout your career, you will have times where your confidence is good and times when it's bad and it's not linear. And it was proper light bulb moment for me of kind of like, oh, like what I'm experiencing is normal. It's okay to feel this way because other people feel it too. And I think even if you can't kind of have that conversation with your boss or with people, you know, to get feedback, if you just have that open conversation with friends, family, colleagues that you trust about how you feel in, you'll get that reassurance that at least you're not on your own. And even that can kind of take some of the power away of that self-doubt being in being in control. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it is just about facing it head on, isn't it? Absolutely. Fab. So hopefully that's kind of, for those of you listening, giving you some reassurance that if you are struggling with self-doubt, um, then that is, you're not alone. And there are plenty of us that have been through that and will be going through that at this particular point in time. So if there are other topics that you would like us to cover, then please do connect with us on LinkedIn. Our profiles are linked in the show notes. And if there are things that you'd like us to cover, just send us a DM. Um, And we love hearing and understanding and knowing that what we're talking about is things that hopefully will be helpful and useful. So if you have enjoyed the episode, then as ever, please rate and review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. And we will be back next time. Thanks for listening and catch you again.